0: Today's episode of the Gold Cast is sponsored by histories and injuries. On one end, Raymond, we got the Giants making absolute history on Tuesday. And then today, by Thursday, we have the 49ers just generating injuries. And it seems to be coming mostly from wide receivers. So we're going to be talking about all that after the intro. But first, of course, Raymond, as always, why don't you let them know, where can they find us?
1: You can always find us on Facebook.com/slash/TheGoldCast, and you can also follow us on Twitter at the underscore GoldCast, and be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube—all under the same moniker of The GoldCast across all platforms. So even if the platform that you listen to us on is not mentioned, be sure it is—it is there if you don't use any of those platforms, but if you wanna engage in conversation, we always encourage YouTube as being the best one, or you can just reach out to us directly on our uh, social media handles. But, like, subscribe, and comment on that YouTube for sure, because this video is exclusive to YouTube, and we certainly wanna get your take on everything that is Bay Area sports today.
0: Yeah, actually, if you find this GoldCast video on another platform, it will actually blow up your computer. You, could, The podcast audio version, you can find that many places. But if you see this video on any other platform, your computer will blow up. It's just the, the, the security measure. Just like
1: the Mission Impossible thing, the,
0: the cassette that's, explodes. That's exactly what I was referencing. Now, Raymond, if they want to get a hold of you, where can they find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Ray Solis and on Instagram at Ray one Those handles are written right at the bottom there. So be sure to check that out to
0: reach out to me direct. And you can find me at I am Rudy Third. I am Rudy3R D. All right. Here we go. History and injuries. Another week in Bay Area Sports. You're a professor of fanalism. He's in the building. The greatest fan of us in the game. He's in the building too. Class is in session. Let's go. San Francisco, are you ready? I'm ready? This is the Gold Cast. Boom! Welcome to another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the voice of the bay. I'm your host, Rudy Salisa III, and with me is my brother, my co host, Raymond Salisa I, baby. Boom! Boom, 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 boom. Sometimes I just want to come in hot, Ray. I just want to come in hot because it's coming <laughs> swinging. Not playing With any games. Booms. Hella booms. <laughs> How many booms we can get? Can we get more booms? Throw me some more booms. Boom, boom, boom. I knock my head. My head set. Well, the, Gi- the Giants certainly had plenty of boom this week. I mean, I almost wanted to throw 23 booms just for them. Straight up. Okay, so let's talk about this. This is the first game in MLB history. Where three different players on the same team have had six RBIs since the RBIs was recorded as a stat.
1: This is the first time. That's 1920 for those that are. Unaware
0: that is one hundred years of baseball, (laughs) one hundred and sixty-two games. So it's
1: been an entire generation. (laughs) It's been several generations. Or, or, uh, I
0: mean, uh, what's it called? Uh, What do you call one hundred years? A century. It's been an entire century. It's a century. It's been an entire century that this stat has been recorded as a stat. And here are the guys. So we had Dickerson. He finished five for six with three home runs. Crawford. Three for six. We had six RBIs. Uh, sorry, I'm sorry. Let's go back to the game. Okay. Dickerson finished five for six with three home runs, six RBIs, five runs, and a walk. Because, I mean, why not? Uh, Crawford, three for six with six RBIs and three runs. And then our second baseman, Solano, four for six with six RBIs and two runs.
1: It's eighteen between the three of them, and that, and they still scored twenty three runs. So there's there was other contributors there, but those were the three three horsemen uh, on this night on that night.
0: Well, I'll tell you a couple things, right. First of all, the waterboy got a hit. I got a hit. I'm pretty sure you got a hit. I, th- I think everybody got a hit. Uh, let- yeah, I mean, it feels good to
1: contribute for a change.
0: <laughs> uh, here's some of the tweets that came out of this thing. My favorite one, the Colorado Rockies tweet. We typically have a positive and encouraging words when tweeting the final score after losses, or some kind of clever approach. Not tonight. We lost twenty-three-five. It sucked. Good night. That's literally what <laughs> they posted on the team website. This is—I mean—on the team's Twitter I, account. I think it. I think that falls under clever approach in my book. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fox Sports MLB. This is what they tweeted. Okay, so dot dot dot. Takes deep breath. The San Francisco Giants have scored 23 runs tonight. They have a lot they have 26 hits. They've only allowed two hits. They've scored in every inning so far. Five players have at least three hits. Alex Dickerson is four for five with three home runs and six RBIs. And the game still isn't over. <laughs> uh I I want to point out a couple other things. I'm gonna point. I'm gonna bring this up
1: here. The Giants channeled their inner uh, their inner 49ers. They
0: really did with the score. That was legit. Twenty three five. So check this out. The Giants now lead the MLB with 335 hits on the season, and their 195 runs scored trail only the San Diego Padres, who have 211, and the Los Angeles Dodgers, who have 210.
1: Well, it's like we've said um, on this on this show, and also in text uh, with our other host, that offense isn't the issue with the Giants. It's pitching. You know, pitching is what gets them into trouble because, you know, once you get into the tournament, uh, as they as the teams will later the season, the top offenses are going to take a dip, like they do every single year. With you know, with some exceptions, it's you know, it, it goes both ways, but baseball remember baseball is a defensive sport it is dominated by def- a defensive effort that is in a minimal a very minimal offensive effort you only need a little bit of offense a little bit of offense goes a long way in baseball because the rest is taken care of by your defense and in late baseball october baseball is typically what it is but uh you know i think that'll it still still end up in october this year i believe right with the, the way it's been cut uh, it's cut short, but yeah, um, I guess sure. Yeah, because
0: we, we only have one more month, one more right. month. Right, yeah. MLB. So it's
1: still going to end up in October this year. But I mean, like, so a team like the Giants, you know, they need pitching to get into that tournament. But because one, if if hypothetically speaking, if they were to get into the tournament, that offense is going to hit more than one wall once they start to see the the best of the best pitching of, of the entire league, and that's just. It's just how it works. You know, the, the chances of them keeping this kind of output, you know, through uh, October, and this goes for any high powered offensive team, you know, it's just not going to happen. You know, it's going to, it's going to get sparse into, into burst, burst in, bursty moments of, of offense. And because, you know, the Giants they they have historically, they have one to zero, two to one, three to two, five to four, that kind of stuff, 23 to five, that's a football score.
0: Absolutely. That,
1: that means the other team got a, a field goal and a safety. And then the other team just dominated <laughs> them. The, the three the touchdowns
0: way. and a, a, maybe a two-point conversion somewhere. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, you know, here's the thing. I've been saying this all year, and I'm imploring all Gold Cast Nation. Watch the Giants. They're really fun. They're really fun. And I know it's a lot funner when they're middle of a dynasty, and everyone's a big Giants fan when they're middle of a dynasty, but this is a really fun team. This is not your daddy's Giants. This is not your granddaddy's Giants. But what Farhan is putting together right now, Raymond, he is putting together something that to me is very Kyle Shanahan-esque. This is a 49ers-centric podcast. I know that's our number one team. That's a team people tune in for. That's a team people care about the most. That is the gem. Of, and we will get to them. And we're going to get to them today, too. We always do. But. Watch these giants; they are really fun. They end up losing the next day. It was only a two-game series. We won three in a row. We'd won seven in a row before that. We we we've gone on some little streaks. We're one game back from the final wild card spot, and we're four games back from the second place spot. So we're actually so they're kinda, they're in it. We're in it. We're in the hunt. We're in the hunt. That's what, one game back. You're in the hunt. You're
1: legitimately in the, in the hunt. So if they can if they can if they can pull the pitching together, to gel while the offense is red hot like it is right now then they will dominate and then you'll then you'll actually take a lead in that wild card spot so surprisingly i mean this i mean we talked about this early in the season like because of the shortened season if the giants were to manage a streak in 162 games they're third place fourth place but in this shortened season if they go on a burst like they did seven games here three games there and they minimized the losing, although the six games leading up to the seven games wasn't nice. But if they can hover around 500 and try to get past that a bit, they're in it. They have a chance to get in it. They have a chance <laughs> only because of the shortened season. With a regular length season, a 162-game season, this team is very much rebuilding. Yes, and and to be honest, they weren't fun to watch when they came out the gate this year, they, they, although they had scrappy moments. And we talked about that. They, they had scrap But I mean, for me, for me, the season hasn't been very fun um, just because it doesn't feel like a normal baseball season. Like I said, the, the funnest part for me is, is hearing the guys curse because, you know, that that happens in real time when you're at the stadium. So to hear it on live national television, there's nothing that the networks can do about it. I just think it's kind of comical.
0: Uh James Harden yesterday famously screamed, "Yeah, motherfucker!" He said as he blocked the ball <laughs> and uh, defeated uh, defeated the o- o- OKC to knock him out of the, of what was a really great game seven. He literally went, "Yeah, motherfucker!" And like you could just see it, like and he, he went, he went, "Yeah," and they went, "Motherfucker!" And then like he apologized, but they kept showing it. And we're like, he's clear, and they didn't see the volume, but he clearly was saying. Like it was so obvious, like, it's oh like my God. it was great. It was actually a really great. Uh, it was a really great James Harden moment. I really, I really enjoyed it. But, I know, and
1: I, and here's the thing that, it, not, not to go off too much on a tangent, the F word is so versatile. So here we have an expression. Here we've seen that in baseball. Where I've seen a guy yell, fuck, hella loud because he popped the ball up and he knew he was going to get out and the anyone's going to be over. But here we see in celebration. So we see
0: two opposite sides of the spectrum frustration and then enthusiasm. Gotta love the versatility of the F word. Okay, let, let's let's just go on a tangent about this F word real quick. I've said this for years. The F word's the GOAT. It's the, it's, it, it's the GOAT. <laughs> it's the uh, the F word is the, I'm going to say the F word is the Joe Montana of curse words. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> it is. It's the Joe yeah, Montana of curse words. It's the greatest curse word it's, ever invented.
1: Yes, and it and it actually lends itself. So people actually use the other the other curse words do have some versatility too. But remember, that is all derived from the F word. Let's not forget. The S word ha- can be used in different. It has a, some other English. Ver- it has some versatility. The B word has a little bit of versatility. The A word is usually only negative. Well, it could also <laughs> be like you're like,
0: like in reference sexually that's a, that oh yeah, yes yeah. that's true but then that's more literal you're not using it's a different concept, a completely different concept. that's true and here's here's what I just realized the f-word is so much the goat that it became the term we also use for intercourse <laughs> yes that's how versatile that
1: once you make your way into the bedroom you know you've
0: you've covered all <laughs> all, ga- all the whole gamut yeah, absolutely. Well, this is a very sexual uh, Goldcast, the most sexual episode we've ever had. Uh, this, yeah, follow my uh, follow my OnlyFans for more <laughs> uh, cursing <laughs> cursing sex tips. It's fifteen dollars a month. That's all it is. Yeah, it's not big. deal. It's no big deal. That's fine. Yeah, it supports the show. <laughs> <laughs> all proceeds go back to the Goldcast. All right, Raymond. Uh, let's get to the Niners. But remind me, this is an off-topic conversation remind me i want to talk to you about uh the warriors at the end of the episode this is not planned this is something i thought about as we're doing this so remind me at the very end of the episode i want to ask you a question about the warriors and this nba postseason feels great baby (laughs) all right here we go (laughs) raymond what is going on with our wide receivers what is happening out there they're just dropping like flies, man.
1: They are. We uh, w- we we can't sign them fast enough. Is what we're seeing here. So Tavon Austin goes down today, or or I would say we get Richie James back, and then we lose T- Tavon Austin. And I was actually excited about Tavon Austin because he could He was easily our 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 deep threat. You know, a better version of Marquise Goodwin. He,
0: he's like our Brandon Cooks.
1: Yeah, yeah, and so so he's gone. So he he joins the other knee crew, which is Jalen Hurd. I think uh, J.J. Nelson's on that list. But, uh, you know, Richie James is back, so that's good. We have somebody who knows the offense who participated last year, was involved in a lot of big games, so he'll be back. So thank God somebody's back. And we know Trent Taylor missed his second day of practice. They haven't disclosed what's bothering him. We know Nick Bosa has been dealing with an injury. He'll be back to some muscle tightness.
0: And then who got the COVID? Didn't someone get COVID?
1: Fred Warner was on the
0: COVID list. Oh, yeah, yeah. We talked about that on Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on,
1: he's the-, on the COVID list, but they didn't say if he has COVID. They, 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 For some reason, the rule. Well, they don't legally
0: have to say it.
1: Right. So the rule is um, it's very discreet. The, the rule, by, by design, is discreet. So you're not going to get details on whether he had it. it could it, So it can mean only one of two things. Either he has it or he was around somebody who had it and they're just holding him back as a precaution. And there was a couple other guys. Rich, I think Richie James was on that list earlier this season for a similar reason. Uh, again, no details. So Fred Warner will likely be back in a week. or I, I, I really see him returning next week because when he got put on the list, you know, versus when the season starts. I mean, he could make it back. I thought the protocol was two weeks, but they might be able to get squeezed back in. It depends. I mean, because they're testing him every day to make sure, hey, if you don't got it, you don't got it. You know, Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel, you know, some people think they'll be back next week. I think maybe Brandon Ayuk has a better shot. Debo Samuel, I, I kind of am thinking like week two for him at the earliest and week four at the latest. And we know from, you know, some medical experts that have weighed in on his particular uh, bone, bone, uh, broken bone, that there's a 50 percent chance that that doesn't heal correctly, too. So let's hope that he's on the right side of that history. I am so
0: Mm. nervous about this. I am terrified. I am like, please, please. I hope this heals correctly.
1: I, I would probably be more nervous, but the 49ers medical staff actually does a really good job. They're really thorough. Our new team is bomb. Yeah, this is a, a completely remember. These staffs used to be compartmentalized before, and they said, let's let's go ahead and break that mold and make everything seamless. So it's one, you know seamless department of training staff working with medical staff. and so there's no lapse in communication and understanding of what's happening with any one player whether it's an injury or, or a minor injury. I mean, a lot of these injuries are minor.
0: But And it seems obvious. It seems like that would be the obvious choice. Like, why weren't they already doing this? But for some reason, they weren't.
1: Yeah, I don't get that either. All I know is that, you know, Trent Taylor missed a couple days of practice, and they've been pretty mum about it. So I don't know if that's good or bad you know that you you could you could make an argument for either one you could say the fact that they're not saying anything maybe that's uh maybe that's a bad thing because they've had so many other injuries it's like uh gosh we, you know let's not tip off the you know let's tip off our opponent with a you know a week and a half left before game time you know that we're short on wide receivers i don't know not not that that would make a huge difference i mean they have tight ends that could come in and fill that role i mean uh George Kittle was joking about four uh, tight end sets, but at this point, with all the wide receivers down, that's not too far of a reality. And Kyle Shannon could could more than more than capable of cooking up something with four four tight ends. We know we're going to see a lot of two tight ends, but Ross Dwelly returned to practice today, so that's good news. Uh, you know he's competing against Charlie Warner. Dre Greenlaw was back today. He had a blue non contact jersey, so that's good news. So it's not all bad. Mohamed Sanu was released by the New England Patriots today. So people have been weighing in on the possibility of the Niners signing him. John Lynch didn't. didn't. So I think
0: God, but he's not that good.
1: According to the report, he was let go because his ankle's bad. And if he's bad, then why would you bring a bad ankle over here? I mean, <laughs> I mean there, there's there's bad juju over here. So if he comes here within a couple of days, he's going to go right back on IR. So, I mean, you,
0: well, he's, he's going to tear his Achilles and his career's over.
1: Yeah, so I don't know, to, to me that's kind of a lateral move. It's like you're getting somebody but he's he's already knocking on the door of of the the room that all of these other wide receivers are in. So, I don't know. But I mean, like, it's, it's, I guess it can't hurt. You're getting them cheap, and he knows Kyle Shanahan from the 2016 run. Yeah, I guess there is that. So, I mean, there's, a fam- and they did try to, they tried to go for him before losing out to the Pats and then deciding to get Emmanuel Sanders,
0: who turned out to be the better trade option, anyways. Yeah. I mean, he didn't really do much. He didn't do much with New England, anyways. Did you hear about this, too? Uh, also, there, um, oh my God, I can't believe I'm running a blank. The New Orleans Saints are going to work out uh, uh, Jadavion Clowney.
1: Yeah, so John Lynch said we don't have any more cash, so we can't afford Jadavion Clowney, who would come at a higher price tag because he's a proven player. He's a pro bowler, although he, did, he was battling injuries with Seattle.
0: Man, the Saints are going all in.
1: Well, if, if they get them, I don't, I, don't know, I don't know what their salary cap situation is, but if they can afford them, that would be a huge bonus because they have some decent players there already on the line. It wouldn't be like Seattle where they had nobody and Clowney was really trying to come in as the big carry of that group. He would come in and be complimented by a couple other pieces there that do a good job, you know, sacking the quarterback. So I think that would be a much better fit than what he was asked to do in Seattle, where he was asked. He was asked to be the J.J. Watt in Seattle. And turns out that's not really his game. He thrives with alongside someone who's of equal caliber or greater. He would do
0: so well in the Niners system. I hate to say it. He really probably he would.
1: he would because he'd be complimented by a tons of pieces. I thought it was a really good. It would have been a really good signing too. But again, we just don't have the cash for it, unfortunately. So that, at least that's what John Lynch said. Because they said, "Hey, what's what's up with Clowney? How come you don't bring him in?" He's like, "We're out of cash." So and John Lynch, you know. I think if John Lynch, if there was a possibility to get Clowney in there, he wouldn't have said that. He would have said something different to when they asked him about Muhammad Sanu, and he kind of, you know, he kind of hedged his bet that you know something that they're probably thinking about and looking into. So it's it's going to come down to health for him, and he's going to get evaluated by medical staff if they do bring him in. But at the same time, uh, he was transparent to basically rule out any possibility of Clowney coming in so that's unfortunate but i mean we already have some good depth there they're saying that dj jones robert solid said dj jones is playing really good in that position and that he's you know dj jones was a first and second down uh, nose tackle for us last season which means he was there to really slow down the run and put offenses in positions where they would have to play third and long Which then we'd bring the pass rushing teams in there, D Ford, uh, the Twin Towers, and Nick Bosa to go in there and disrupt the passing because we would have the time to do it, especially if it's third and long. But now they're saying, according to Robert Sala, that DJ Jones has added more pass rushing tech to his repertoire. So that lends him that gives him more versatility more depth that gives him longer staying power with this roster if he's got more versatility and that just gives us another weapon to come after the quarterback he, I mean he's made sacks before he had that amazing uh rapid fire sack on Russell Wilson I think in game I'm not sure if it was game one or game two I think it was game uh one uh, yeah I'm trying to remember when he got hurt I think it was game two well, no, game game 2 is week 17, so I think he was already gone by then, which is why I'm thinking that he had that amazing sack against Russell Wilson in game 1 because it was a critical sack. It, it it ended the series. The sack ended the series. It was one of the first series of the game. So, but now that he's added more of that to his toolbox, that just that's just better news for us. That means, you know, we we're not going to that means we have other people to rely on. We have Street. We have Blair. Those guys. That We have a rotation group to come into the fill-in for the middle while, while what's his name? Uh, why am I drawing a blank on our draft pick? Javon Kinlaw? Javon Kinlaw. While Javon Kinlaw works on polish and technique because he's going to be a
0: project, unfortunately. Okay, can I, can I say something about Javon Kinlaw? Sure. Maybe I'm being a homer. What if they're lying? What if Javon Kinlaw is pretty good? I mean, has this come from the beat writers who are actually watching the practices? Or is this only coming from our, the Niners camp? Now, I know the Niners don't really play subterfuge like that. But, like, what if—here's just my conspiracy. I'm like, what if Javon Kinlaw is actually doing really well and the Niners are just pretending and saying that he isn't?
1: It'd be a great little in-your-face that would last like a week as soon as he comes out and just destroys. (laughs) Because they'd be like, oh, I guess this guy doesn't suck, is what the rest of the league would say. You know, because here's the thing. We also signed uh, defensive lineman Cameron uh, Malvo, is how you pronounce his name, 6'5", 265, originally drafted by the Miami Dolphins uh, as an undrafted player in 2017. Doesn't have great stats. You know, if he's undrafted, you know the stats aren't really there but he then uh, played for the Cardinals in 2018 and he then was a reserve future contract with the Washington football team last December, but then he was waived by the team in early August and the Niners came in and swooped him up. So he's young and he obviously has some, he's got some dimensions that the 49ers like clearly, and he's young, which means that he can be, he can be polished. You know, whether that works out or not, who knows? You know, this guy, you know, he's undrafted. So undrafted, you know, they have a low percentage of really becoming something in the NFL. And it's 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 there's there's a pretty high gap between undrafted and like first, you know, first uh first round, for example. But we'll see. Anything's possible. There's un- I mean, Matt Breida is an undrafted. Uh, I think uh, Raheem Mostert was undrafted, undrafted. Those two guys are undrafted. They did great for us. So we'll just have to see. I mean, it's, to me, I'm just kind of banking on the offense because, like, all right, if the defense is not injured, because we know the only defense, the only injuries on defense is just minor stuff, like Nick Bosa will be back. Fred Warner is not injured. He'll be back. Kyle Yusek is dealing with stuff. He'll be back. But, I mean, on defense, I think the only thing that came out today was a hamstring injury by Jason Verrett, who really hasn't contributed much. He got injured and, and fell down and got put on IR last year. And we weren't necessarily, you know, we were weren't skipping any beats without them. So uh, clearly, that's not a that's not a big concern of mine. Because we know that it's probably going to be Emmanuel Mosley that takes over on that that other corner spot. Because we know Sherman's going to secure the other side. That's already set in stone. Well,
0: we hear it's it's pretty competitive though right now. That's for what's coming out of. We hear it's competitive, yeah, it's
1: but Mosley's the one who has the edge. Mm-hmm. Witherspoon's competing there. Tim Harris is, co- is competing there. But at least she it's competitive. Guy competing there. Yeah, I know we we released. Uh, We released some veteran quarterback, cornerback today. You know, that's how uh, Jamar, Jamar, uh, Jamar Taylor was released today. So clearly he wasn't really doing much. But I mean, he he could come back is what one reporter said. So it depends. And I think that depends on health. So if one of the guys goes down, then, you know, expect to see Jamar Taylor. So um, that's where we're at right now. So defense is pretty much, you know, 98% 98% healthy. We're going to need him
0: next week against Arizona.
1: Yeah, the offense is healthy with the exception of wide receiver. Everyone else is healthy. It's just wide receiver. But, I mean, remember, you still have Kendrick Bourne. You still have Dante Pettis. You still have Trent Taylor will probably come back. I, I'm I'm going to lean on the optimistic side and say that it's, it's, it's insignificant if he sat out two practices and they haven't said anything. That means he's going to come back. If he wasn't going to come back, then they would report it because they have to report it. Um, And uh, who else is there? And then we have all of our tight ends. Kittle, Warner, like I said, Dwelly got back, came back uh, or came back yesterday. I said today. He actually came back yesterday. This is today's Thursday. Um, So there's still a lot of pieces in tech. All the running backs are healthy, including Jarek McKinnon. Thank God. So we'll get to see what he does, hopefully. What, what all of this hype was and all this big contract and the money that he initially got, although it's been reworked since, reworked since then. But we'll at least get to see what all the hype was about.
0: We will. So, uh, Ray, can you believe it? We're we one week away now. Let me, let, me, let me throw some things that are on the schedule for us. Next week, Goldcast Empire, we will be doing our season prediction show. This is one of our favorite shows of the year. Raymond and I sit down. And we don't tell each other. We make our own picks and we decide where the Niners will land. And then we go game by game and we go over what we think the final predictions will be. And the big question this year, of course, Goldcast Empire. Will we have a revenge season? And I'm going to say this. There's going to be four teams left at the end. And these are the four teams. It's going to be the 49ers and the Saints, and it's going to be the Ravens and the Chiefs. And I think those four teams are going to determine who is going to the Super Bowl, and they are going to determine who's going to raise that Lombardi trophy. You heard it here first, but that— I agree. You agree, right? we are going all— Yeah, in. I, I, I think
1: injuries is really the only thing that can stop the Niners because they just seem so focused and, you know, such a heartbreaking loss. I know it stings for them, and they're all kind of— they're all, you know, sold and bought into the philosophy— and the journey to go back and claim what they felt was rightfully theirs, which is fans. We ob- obviously feel that we should have won that game, especially when you pretty much controlled, you know, uh, Three, three and a half, you know, th- th- uh, three and three quarters uh, football before losing out to the last quarter of the last quarter.
0: Yeah, I said fifty-three minutes. We played fifty-three minutes, and had we played sixty, we'd we'd have we'd have our sixth title, and we'd be right back at the big boy table. Exactly.
1: So that's gotta hurt. You know, it's like the Kansas City uh, Royals when they lost to the Giants in Game Seven at you know the very end with the bases loaded. That's you you lose by that much. It's not like you got your ass kicked, and it's like okay, we need to really you know clean some things up. It's like no, you just lost by that much, and then they went back. And were able to secure the win the next year. Or when the Spurs lost to the Heat in 2013. And when the Spurs lost it to the Heat, they felt that they were the better team. I felt the Niners were the better team. They were the more complete team. But the Chiefs just made a few plays at the very end to secure to secure a lead and to hold that lead, and it was unfortunate. But that's why I think they're going to do it. And by the way, uh, that guy behind me, that's... Uh, that is uh, Cameron uh, Malvo. For those of you uh, that were maybe a little confused, so I remember I said he played for the Cardinals. So that's that's what
0: I was wondering. I was like, who is that? <laughs> I was like, it looks like a
1: Cardinal. That's the new defensive lineman we signed. So he's going to come in there. He's young. I think he needs. He still needs some politics. To be just another guy to add into the mix, and he's young. So if he works out, you've got some. You've got ch- a cheap player that you can build into down the road because next year is going to be difficult in terms of cap space. We're going to have to definitely let some people
0: go to make room. Okay, Raymond. So last topic of the evening. Now, typically what will happen, because San Francisco, we're very spoiled. We've been in 10 championships for 10 straight years. We've had three World Series Five NBA Finals, two Super Bowls to button the last decade. It's been quite a run, and I don't think we're done. I actually truly think, I really, truly believe we could pull off another Super Bowl, another World Series, and another NBA Final. We could get three more. Right. We're six and four in that uh, stretch. In that too. stretch, and I think we can get three more on the docket in this next decade and really kind of sit up there with, like, the Bostons of the, of the world. So typically when we lose a championship Raymond to somebody I hate that team for the rest of the following year and so uh, this year I hate the Chiefs I don't like them at all I'm gonna screw the chiefs there are brothers they-
1: I like I like individual players because we've done our we've done our fantasy draft by the way sound off if you've done your fantasy draft if you're playing fantasy this year I want to hear about it but uh, but yeah that's the only that's the only love I give to the chiefs is uh, because I have a couple of a few of them uh on fantasy
0: so check this out here's the conundrum that i'm in it's kind of funny i don't like the raptors this year i'm like screw the raptors you weren't the better team you were just a healthier team we said that on the on our nba finals podcast That's
1: really all it came down to otherwise it would have been a dominating win
0: dominating we probably probably warriors in five maybe six i mean they could barely handle us with our players half dead on the court they could barely handle <laughs> us <laughs> whatever whatever yeah. i every time i hear uh Kawhi as the dynasty killer. I'm like, no, 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 The injury bug was the dynasty killer. He was not the dynasty. Had a great, had a great post season run. Awesome. Congratulations. You get all the cookies. Yeah. Make no mistake. It was health that really did us in. Absolutely. So I've been kind of anti Raptors all season, but then going into the post, I was like, you know, I'm kind of like, I really just don't want LeBron and the Lakers to win. You know, I'm honestly, I want the Lakers to win for, for Kobe. But I don't want Braun to win. I thought
1: I thought they were gonna forfeit. I thought they were gonna opt out because there was that shooting, uh, Jacob Blake shooting, and then they were them and the Clippers were gonna opt out. I was like, Ooh! I was like, That's a win-win. Not only do you support, you know, a right, uh, a right movement, but then I get to also see the Lakers not win a championship. <laughs> I get, I get two two birds with one stone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So. As you know, I also historically am not a big fan of Boston teams at all. But this this series has Boston and Toronto in it, and Boston went up two, two zip. And I was like, I kind of want to see Boston beat Toronto because I will say this. I'm okay with the Celtics beating.
1: The Celtics haven't done anything, and I like their coach, and I like some of their players, and but they haven't done anything to thwart the Warriors' efforts this whole run. So I'm okay with them, you know especially the Raptors. Fuck the Raptors. Okay,
0: see, that's great. Okay, I'm glad you said that. This makes me feel better because they beat the the Raptors won in a buzzer beater. They were literally 0.5 I saw yeah, that. I saw it the was play. a great play. Great monster play. Monster play saved their season. You go down 3-0, you could kiss this series goodbye. It is done. But I have to admit I'm 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 actually I'm actually pausing my my Boston bias and I'm going to be rooting for the Celtics because I said this to a raptors fan last year i said who was kind of you know messing with me kind of you know ribbing me i said listen man you guys weren't the better team you were the healthier team and all due respect unless you win another one next year all this is going to be is a five minute blurb at the end of the 10 part warriors documentary in 10 years that's all this is so enjoy your 15 minutes but unless you win another one now that's all this is going to be. It's going to be a five-minute blip at the end of the 10-part Warriors documentary. That's all it's going to be.
1: And they're doing, you know, the um, when they were, even before they had Kawhi, they couldn't get past LeBron. And they, could, they would get to the finals, and then they would just get smoked. And here, here they are barely hanging on without Kawhi again. So, I mean, they're good enough to get to the playoffs and to compete in the playoffs, but... Not to get to another finals, at least not in my estimation.
0: Hey, if Kawhi Leonard misses that insane pass, Philly goes on. You know what I mean? And 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 their season's over. I mean that final bounce shot. I mean that's a 50-50. I mean it was, it, you know, it literally bounced, bounced. I mean that that ball bounces out. Philly's going. You know, Philly moves on, and the Raptors don't. So. Either way, uh, that's okay. Okay, good. So now I feel now I feel okay about rooting for the Celtics. You you that
1: yes we can we can root for Boston in this in this case. Okay. Again, Boston hasn't done anything to us. You know that's true. I think their I think their coach is young. He's good. He's, he's smart. Really good. You know he's he does really good things with players that I've never heard of. And if you give them All Stars, look out. But they can't. stay.
0: I like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. They're dope. Yeah,
1: they can't seem to keep you know, the good All-Stars when they're there or they just don't stay healthy. If, like, you know, for example, Gordon Hayward, you know, snaps his ankle in half. Uh, poor guy. I feel bad for him because he just seems like a nice... And he
0: hurt himself again. He hurt himself again in the postseason.
1: Yeah, I know. And I feel bad for him because he's a good player. He's really good. He's a really good player and he just seems like a normal, humble guy. He's not a flashy dude. And I kind of like those the Clay Thompsons of the world. Um, but, uh, but, you know, it is what it is. So we'll just have to see if they're able to... Uh, get past the Raptors. I think they will. I they, think they th- will, I think this, lo- this loss is going to piss them off. They're going to come back and get a 3-1 lead. Yeah,
0: I think so too. Okay, good. All right, that was all I had to say. Uh, last thing on the agenda, Raymond, and uh, you don't know about this yet, but uh, somebody, maybe a special guest of this show who everyone's heard many seasons but no one's ever seen and we'll see for the first time next week on our YouTube channel, Louis Bartone. Louis B has written a Rams article that's posted online. Really? About why. He's now a contributor? Yeah, he's a contributor. About why you shouldn't be worried about the Rams this season. We're going to read this article. He is coming onto the show and we are going to have a conversation about his Rams. All right. I miss Louis B. I miss him having him on
1: the show. I like having our, our NFC West rival f- friends on the show talking some football because I want to get his take because we're obviously going to go through the preview of the season. So, And I know he's going to have his opinion about what those two games are going to look like this year. And we're going to have ours.
0: Absolutely. So Louis B. has written an article defending the Rams, and he is coming on to the show next week we're gonna have it we're gonna have it in the you know what we'll do i'll put the link in this episode so that our fans all the gold cast empire y'all could read the louis b article you can read the article and then he's gonna come on the show and he's gonna defend that article and we're gonna denounce it it's gonna be fun (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. all right and so concludes another edition of the gold cast we are the voice of the bay i'm your host rudy Sleesa third and with me is my brother my co-host Raymond Silise the first, baby. Boom. We'll see you next time. Same gold cast time. Same gold cast channel. Matching hats. This is, is the gold cast.